the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Final segment of the Blitz here on a Monday. Last call for those tweets, you knuckleheads. Get them in, your questions, comments, concerns, and reactions. We'll get to those. Uh, A couple of you tweeted us. And, you know, I always do this, but it's true. All right, so I, I don't want to run through the gambit of everybody. If, if you pointed out the tweet to us, thank you. Um, but a few of you tweeted us about Antonio Brown because shortly after Motsi and I went on the air, uh, which, for those of you unaware, high noon Eastern Standard Time on Monday um, and Wednesday and Friday throughout the offseason. There it is. You can also subscribe to the Steelers Blitz podcast and just get it on demand wherever you get your podcast. Make it a lot simpler. A few of you pointed out to us and asked us about this throughout the show, Antonio Brown just tweeted about an hour or so ago that he wants to retire. All I want is to retire as a Pittsburgh Steeler. Are the most your initial reaction? What time is this concert this weekend? Ah, uh, 10 o'clock? Okay, it makes sense. You think they still got some tickets to sell? I think it makes sense. Ah. Uh, so you're telling me that this is all, it's just a work, basically. Hasn't that been pretty much everything AB has done. I would not argue with that. I would not argue with that. That's been the energy, right? Since he's left this organization, everything that he's done has been very strategic in terms of marketing, in terms of finding a way to monetize or make him, you know, Ain't that the truth? Be the, the center of attention in some capacity, man. Right, wrong, or indifferent. And, uh, yeah, to me, I just look at this as another one of those. Not saying that, you know, it can't have a little bit of validity to it or a little bit of uh, genuineness because, yeah, when you play for a, a franchise, man, um, and you play for multiple years like he did here in Pittsburgh, yeah, you do, to a certain capacity, become endeared with it. Yeah, you absolutely. You do hold a certain space to it. I mean, this is where he became right. A.B. I mean, you think about it. The way I talk about Buffalo at times, I was only there for four years, but it meant something. That was where you got your start at. For A.B., he was here for, what, nine? I believe so. Se- uh, yeah, about eight or nine years. For so six of those, he was yeah. so, just as good as anybody we've ever seen. So it's like, man, it's going to hold a certain place in his heart. So, of course, he's going to, I think, when everything does settle, he will genuinely want to retire as a Steeler. I just wonder, man, like, like I said, right now, the messaging all off season, the messaging since last season, it's all over the place. Yeah. So you're telling me now you want to retire as a Steeler, but beforehand Does that mean was, you just want to sign a one day contract like, and retire? Like, yeah, you like, want to come back here and play for a year play, or two and then like, retire? Like, what's the deal? Yeah. At one point you're saying you're trying to buy a team. Then yeah. you're saying then like you you're say trying to buy the, the team. Yeah. yeah. Then you're yeah. like it was a slave mentality. They they were racist. And then you're like, there is no racism. Like, I just can't follow. So, yeah, if he does want to retire as a Steeler, great. I'm happy for him. I hope it works out. But I just hope that, you know, his intentions are right. You know, he can get mm. back to, to that stage right now. Because, yeah, I just, yeah. Anybody that's followed him, man, <laughs> especially lately. It's, it's yes. safe to assume yeah. Ulterior motives, that, that's or at least anticipate yes. ulterior motives. I, I, I don't want like having a concert them, in I'm town just... in four days and wanting Pittsburgh to talk about you again. Oh no, we just we just fed into it. All right, we just hook, line, and sinker. We're part of the bit. I, I was trying to tell you. All right, here's what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna strike these these last two minutes of conversation mm-hmm. from the record. Yeah, because I'm like I already know what this is. It's like oh, he tweeted that when you say oh, okay. It's like he knew we were going on air. Uh, okay. All right, so let's 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 strike all this from the record and just mm-hmm. start. It's the Steelers Blitz on a mm-hmm. Monday here. Final segment. Let's get to your tweets. <laughs> 
Don Juan tweeted Mozi and said, he was one of the people who tweeted us about this, and he said, if he retires now, him and Ben could go into the Hall of Fame together. Don Juan, don't you put that evil on me. That would be hilarious in the sense of everybody was worried about Brady. Define hilarious. Well, <laughs> think about the irony with that. Everybody's like, oh, man, Brady's going to steal Ben Sean. Brady's going to steal his shine. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> Hello, old friend. <laughs> Because I'm sure it'd just be a very quiet Hall of Fame weekend for Antonio oh, of course, Brown. Of course. Nothing, nothing no, crazy would happen. Nothing crazy would happen for AB. Not at all. You guys, you guys are wild out there. I love it. All right, let's get to some of these. Do you tweets. think he could be quiet for the five years that it would take, though? Oh gosh. Because that's the other element of it. He could retire today. He could retire this year. But he's gonna have to have five years of just like shh. Don't get in trouble because you saw how they handled T.O. And T.O.'s situations weren't nearly as bad mm. as A.B.'s. That's all mm-hmm. I'm saying, bro. Mm-hmm. It begs the question. Tell you what. It's thought-provoking. Never a dull moment. Never a dull moment. But he's living life, man. That's all you can do. I went to watch my sister run track out, mm-hmm. of, out at Pine Ridge on High School. Yeah, how'd she do? How'd she, uh, how was she, it? she did well. Let's go. Uh, qualified for uh, Whippeals. Our, our future WU alone. Rock and roll. Absolutely. Yeah. Whippeals are on Wednesday. Rock and roll. She does well there. Off the States. Come on. Um, and AB used to live right around, one of, one of his places in Pittsburgh was right around the corner from Pine Ridge on High School up there in Gibsonia. Mm-hmm. And it was like on the edge of the street. So when you're driving through, like to get from my place to Pine Richland High School, it's only like a 10 minute drive. Yeah. But I have to go past AB's old neighborhood to get there. And that treehouse, you remember the one that uh-huh. was the one that was like fe- featured on like TLC or whatever? Yeah, outdoor but, but living a network. Company, yeah. yeah. That treehouse is still hitting. It still is. I could, I could probably live in there, honestly. Let's go. I mean, it was a nice looking treehouse. It's still there. Still I there. Say, Passed it last week. Still I'm pretty there. sure he has the fish tank probably uh, in the house too, man, with still the sharks there. and stuff, right? Although it does look like the house has been sold finally. Ah, okay. Rod Dollar wants to know out of Kazi, Mallette, Trey Norwood, Carl Joseph, um, do you think any of those guys start? Are they bench players or are they pa- practice squad players? Um, to me, Kazi has the best chance. Um, I think it's more so because of the uh, big play capability. Um, when you watch him, he obviously led the league in intercepts, I think it was in 2018. Yes. And then when you watch him, some of the interceptions are more just him being right place, right time. But the one thing I will say that has shown up his uh, multiple years in Atlanta and then even last year in Dallas, his positioning, he puts himself in the right position a lot of times, and that is why – he does get a lot of those lucky bounces and just good breaks because he's always in good position, which lets me know that he's a very smart player. Yes, I would agree with that. Because smart players are always in position like that. And for him, man, he just I think that he's a consistent player. I think that he's a very dynamic player. And to me, I just think that based on his health, his playmaking ability, and the the just different style of player that he is, I think that he probably would have the best chance of the guys that he named. I completely agree. That that playmaking ability on the back end is is tangible with him. As Mozi mentioned, a few years ago led the league in interceptions. Steel City champs. It was what eight, uh, seven picks, eight eight picks in one season or something I like believe that. Believe it man. was eight. Yeah. That sounds like the number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Steel City champs uh, wants to know how many of our rookies are signed so far. Four, I believe. Uh, yeah, Pickens so is Pickens, Connor Alvin, Hayward, uh, Pickens, Hayward, Robinson, Robinson, and Austin, right? Uh, Oladokun. Oh, 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 here's Oladokun. Yeah, he yeah. was fourth one. Yep. Yep, those those guys are signed. I you know, um, not that there's a ton to you know. I mean, they're all kind of locked into what their rookie contracts are. Shout and, out to the CBA, baby, and the CBA Shout and out everything. To the CBA. But yeah, those guys official. Um, I mean, you know, there's someone in town who's going to do the. Well, Kenny Pickett not going to sign his contract. What kind of leader do we got here? Not me. 
I'm just saying. Now everyone's going to take that seriously, Arthur Motes, and I'm going to get all the mean tweets. It happens. I'm going to get all the mean tweets. I got one here. We got one today, actually. We Where did get a mean one? Uh, Daddy Lyles tweets and says- We're reading off mean tweets? He's, he's, uh, he says, I'm loving hearing Wesley say Kenny Pickett's name so often. The same guy that said he couldn't see himself saying Kenny Pickett's name every Sunday. Mm. I don't, did I ever say that I couldn't see myself saying his name? I mean, listen, we made some jokes here, all right? We did a we did a funny bit uh, before the draft a few weeks ago or right, after right. the combine where I gave my top three nightmare scenarios for Ben you Roethlisberger. spoke it into existence. But KP was three on that list. He wasn't. Number one was you Kirk Cousins, all right? spoke it Number into one was existence. Kirk Cousins, all right? I tell you what, these people are just coming to my neck, Arthur Motes. You spoke it into existence, bro. I, I did, yeah. They should be thanking me. I blame you. Right? Man. They should be thanking me. Thank you. You know what Thank also? You. you know what also? Uh, Do you want to be thanked? Thrash was on the tweets, and the the Wes Euler curse continues. Mm-hmm. The last time a Pittsburgh sports team advanced in the postseason was April of 2018, when the Penguins beat the Flyers mm. in the first round of the playoffs. Steelers haven't won a playoff game since then. Penguins haven't won a playoff series since then. The Pirates, no further comment. <sighs> so it's been like 1,500 days since a Pittsburgh sports team has advanced in the playoffs, and uh, the last time that happened, I was living in Philly, and then I moved home shortly after. I'm a curse. Been back for four years. Pittsburgh sports team hasn't advanced in the playoffs as long as I've been home. Yep. You think you and I could do this show from Philly if I was back there? We do it remotely every day? I, I need you anything to get you back to Philly, huh? No, anything, anything, anything to, to get, get some more rings for our sports teams. Did, did, I'm a team player listen, here. I, I, I knew it was a catch in there somewhere. I, I could have heard him say, hey, can we do the show from Morgantown? No, no, no. Can, can we do the show from Philly? At all? But Philly? Wow, of course. Yeah, you know what? That does beg the question. How far outside of Pittsburgh do I actually have to live for the curse? Like Morgantown? Because that's, that's only saying. 70 minutes away. I, I, I'm down in Morgantown, man. I, mean, I can go to Morgantown. You got Chick-fil-A up there. So <laughs> I need. It's like the Sheets capital of the world. There's like, Come on, there's man. like four on campus. <laughs> Uh, da, da, da. You got the big Bass Pro shopping Steeler, up there, man. I know. How about that? On, Steeler baby. Nation 920 tweets us and says, Happy Monday, cousins. Uh, he says, Best part of today is over the weekend, all my teams in game seven lost. But thankfully, my Brewers are winning. Yeah. Uh, it was some blowouts yesterday, too. There really was. Mm-hmm. Um, Steeler Nation wants to know, in terms of Kenny, uh, do do you think that there's any concern about his, you know, some of the fumbles he had in college, his hand size, and you know, combining with the fact that NFL pass rushers, you know, hit a little bit harder and are better at hunting that football as well, too. Um, I mean, you can make that case for anybody. I think, like in a sense, but. I'm not overly concerned about it. I think he's going to drill ball security. I think that that's going to always be talked about. You know what, Coach Tom? Coach Tom talks about ball security to offensive skill position players around the clock. You will hear him say phrases like, hey, man, when you got that ball, you're carrying our hopes and dreams. And you have to understand that you cannot allow that thing to go away because one fumble kills all of us in a sense. So I do think that, you know, he's going to continue to reiterate that with Kenny. I don't think it's going to be an issue. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those, like, I'm not going to yeah. spend a lot of time worrying about it. If right. it becomes an issue, believe me, we'll dis- we'll, yeah, we'll, 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 it, we'll but... drill it into the ground right. during the regular season. But uh, we, I, I, we, we go down some hypothetical roads here, but that's – we'll have to wait and see. And I'm taking also, the wait-and-see approach. And also, I, I still – like, I'm always torn with this. When you're talking about quarterbacks and fumbles, a strip sack 
I don't care how big a quarterback's hand is. If T.J. Watt is coming from the blind side or he's coming and you're not able to properly protect the ball because you're in a throwing motion or your arm is, you know, prepared to throw, man, it don't matter if you got size 12 hands. You're not holding on to that ball. Because <laughs> as, as edge rushers, right. we are taught to attack the ball. Like, it's it's that is the, the new way now. It's the way that is being taught around the clock. Like, yo, I don't care about you hitting this quarter. I don't care what you knocking him down. Attack that ball. So it really doesn't matter how big the guy's hand is to my experiences, man. I think that, you know, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. I think more importantly, man, you want to make sure Kenny doesn't have issues with that ball, make sure that his offensive line are doing what they're supposed to do. Protects him, yeah. Yeah. No, well said. Uh, Britsburg Owen tweets us, hello from the UK. And remember, there's only one Britsburg Owen. Hey, one Britsburg Owen. Hey, singing a song, walking in a Yinza Wonderland. There it is. What would you accept for Mason Rudolph in a trade? Oh, I thought he was giving me some examples to go with it. Um, I mean, right now, a six probably is like the best case you're going to get for him. You got to realize, like, if we view and not me included, but if people view the collective Mason, we. yeah, if if we're viewing Mason as this you know god awful quarterback, this guy that has zero value to us or zero chance of making this roster and all this other stuff, why is another team going to view him as worthy of giving up a draft pick? Agree. I just don't see how those two things work, especially when they yeah. think if there's anything there, they could probably just wait it out exactly and 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 get him as a free agent. Yeah. Kind of like the a little bit of the Baker thing right now right. too, like you know, like why don't just wait it? If you think there's something there and you're interested, why don't you just wait it out? Mm-hmm. And- I think I think the whole trade conversation is I think a little bit more interesting with Mitch Trubisky than it is with Mason Rudolph. If I'm another organization, I can wait on Mason. I can say, okay, well you're gonna you're either gonna keep him on your roster, or you're gonna release him, you know, once training camp is over, once preseason's over. I'll sign him for for crumbs then without having to give up a draft pick. If it's Mitch Trubisky, you're like, well, this guy's still in the contract for two years. They're not planning on cutting him because it's cheaper to keep him than it would be to actually release him. Then trade becomes a little bit more interesting or intriguing in that element, which still could be on the table just depending on how this quarterback competition goes. Yeah. If he is the worst quarterback of the group, yeah. It's true. Okay. That's a good point. Okay. Okay, Not Chico. released. Okay, Chico. But, but, but we can will and deal. Britsburg Owen also wants to know if I'll come on his uh, Pittsburgh Steelers syndicate for an interview. Yes. Yeah, oh, hey now. Listen, just slide in my DMs. We'll set it up. Uh, I sound, that sounds pretty official there. Huh? Uh, we'll see set him set I like it. I like talk it. To my, uh, yeah, call my secretary. We'll set something talk, up. Talk to your booking agent. So, yeah, talk to my booking agent. We'll set something up. Let's see here. Uh, Steel City Champs, hypothetical. Uh, if two it is released, how much does that save or hurt the salary cap? Um, and if we had ended up with more money, what do we do with it in free agency? I think it would give you a little. I, I remember we looked this up yeah, at one point. It's, it's it's not a ton of relief, right. but it, like because there would be a cap hit there, there would be a, a penalty there, but you would also get some relief in the process. Right. But it's like a couple million bucks. Yeah, it's nothing, not like you're getting nine or ten right. million dollars off the books. Yeah, yeah. very true. Um, let's see here. Do 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 do. Uh, Steel City Champ says, also wants to know if I've seen the Five Heartbeats or the Temptations movie. He said, have you? Me. I have not seen the Five Heartbeats. 
I have seen. There's just one Temptations movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have seen that because it's on VH1 all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. That's I've the seen that. Yeah. I have not seen the Five Heartbeats. They play both of them on uh, VH1 all the time. Funny thing, I low key like the Five Heartbeats movie better. Okay. But obviously, if we're talking about groups, it's the Temptations, not even close. Yeah. But I mean, the, the Temptations. The, the are... movie for the Five Heartbeats is actually like really, really good. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I, I absolutely get what you're saying. That's pretty funny. Yo, have you even seen the movie? <laughs> Hey, you calling me out there, Steel City yeah, Champs, all right? What you trying to say here? What's any part of the culture? What's like down? When they were making those references, I was like, oh, we talking like Simon and Garfunkel, right? <laughs> you know, like Garfunkel's great, but he's not Paul Simon. Mm-hmm. Steeler Nation 920 says, uh, you know, we, there was a mention of lasagna earlier on the show. Yes. You guys, uh, cottage cheese or ricotta, guys? Ooh. I think I'm a ricotta guy. I'm, I'm a ricotta guy yeah, as well, I'm a ricotta too. guy. Like, I don't hate cottage cheese like right. a lot of people do, but I'm I'm a ricotta guy. Yeah. I think I'm like, once again, it, it always goes back to my PTSD. My college roommate, she used to have ricotta. Uh, no, no. She would have, um, oh, my goodness. What did you just say? Oh, my, oh my, um, ricotta or yeah, cottage cheese? Uh, cottage cheese. Cottage yeah. cheese. She would With, have like, the, fruit and stuff? or Cottage cheese and fruit, or it would be the feta cheese. And it would always just have a certain that smell like smell. And that, yep, no, oh, I, and it was like every day. I feel you. Every day around the clock, that was her thing, man. So for me, I'm just like, oh. Anytime I think of cottage or feta, I'm like, I'm, I'm good on both of those. You know what? That kind of happened to me with, but it's come back around a little bit. But cream cheese. Oh. So my sophomore and okay, junior okay. year at WVU, I lived with two guys yeah. from the New Jersey Philadelphia area. Oh, so they hammered it, <laughs> bro. Bagels every morning. And they, if you know anyone from Jersey or from That's Philly or from do. New York, they put an they yes, put that cream cheese yes. on there an inch thick. Yes, dude. And it's I'm just like, how how do you guys wolf that down at yes. eight thirty in the like, morning? Oh, barf. Yeah. When we just went to bed three hours ago yes, with, with some whiskey in yes, our tummy. Dude. How you doing it? CR tweets us. I tell you what, CR on the tweets. This Yo, is great. CR has evolved. The game has changed. Let's go. He says, morning, my brothers. Like McDonald's, I'm loving it. Let's go. CR, like, like McDonald's, we're loving you on the tweets. Yes, indeed. Uh, CR says, I heard Ike Taylor say he thinks Coach Tomlin and the Steelers will go to a modified 4-3 defense in 2022. What say you? Um, I mean, They've already been implementing some of that type of stuff. Um, the idea of, that we think the construct of base defenses, correct. it's changing so yeah, much in the, modern, in the modern league. Yeah, so for a fact, the Steelers have definitely been running 4-3 uh, fronts. More importantly, I mean, we've seen it. I think now it'll get, it's, well, it's actually already been evolving even more. So I remember um, when Dick LeBeau left the Steelers, we started introducing some of these 4-3 concepts even when I was here. But it was very uh, mild. It was sprinkle of 4-3 concepts, sprinkle of, okay, lining up in certain things on the move. And we would try to disguise it kind of with our rover package that people, you know, I've seen here when we go with our three down linemen and stuff like mm-hmm. that. We would just mm-hmm. try to do different things to morph into this 4-3 look. But um, even dating back to Bud Dupree, think about his last year here, what you would see him and TJ do sometimes. They would line up off the ball and then just dart down the the center's, you know, gap one side or the other, that Titans game, the, the one where uh, Robert Spillane smacks Derrick yep, Henry. yep. We were introduced. They were doing some of those same 4-3 concepts there. I just think now it's becoming a little bit, you know, expanded with the package. Instead of me just saying, hey, we're going to go to this 4-3 look. TJ, you're only running through this backside B gap with this frontside A gap and not really giving him a role or a legitimate responsibility. I think now we'll start to see him say, hey, instead of just shooting the gap, what if we told you to read this backside guard, read this 
running back and then read this tight end as your triangle. You know, <laughs> right. what if we right. like that's why I think it's going to start getting to a little bit more. But they've already been introducing some of those four three concepts, though. It's going to be very interesting because they obviously yeah. now, you know, Terrell Austin's been on staff, but he's now the defensive coordinator. So he always had a say, a pretty large say in that room, but now a greater one. And you bring in Brian Flores as well, too. We already know that Mike Tomlin is always going to have his fingerprints involved, uh, you know, very hands on with that defense. Uh, it should be fun because, hey, they certainly can't afford to get ravaged with injuries like they did last year. But that aside, I mean, they're, they've got some tools to work with on this defense. There's some talent. There's some playmakers. Um, and they, they could certainly uh, make life difficult for a lot of opposing offenses. A mm-hmm. couple more here as we round this up. Uh, it's funny. Our last two ones here are food-related. All right, you ready? Oh, here we go. Uh, Lieutenant Dan's Legs, Arthur Motes' <laughs> favorite Twitter name. Yo, because I just think you of ain't Lieutenant got, you, Dan. You ain't got no legs, Lieutenant. How can you, you have legs, Lieutenant no Dan, legs. when you ain't got no legs? Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> You got new legs, Lieutenant Dan. You got new- like yo, it kills me, bro. Did you find Jesus yet, Gump? <laughs> I didn't know. I was supposed to be looking for him, Lieutenant Dan. You were supposed to let me die out there. You were supposed to let me die, <laughs> Lieutenant Dan. You know he's like, forget Pittsburgh. I need to know what Arthur Motes thinks the best pizza is at Virginia Beach. I'm going with Chico's. Oh man. Oh. I wish I had an opinion on that, but I haven't been to Virginia Jeez. Beach since I was like 14 or 15, so it's been a long time. I can't even answer that right now, man. Yeah, I'm not qualified for that right You're now. You're not qualified for that not, right not now? Because right, honestly, when I'm back home, I hardly ever eat pizza. I'm like heavy on the seafood. Absolutely. Like, it's the, the ocean's right there. Yeah, yeah, so I, I'm not even qualified for that right now, man. It's like yeah. when, when Morgan and I go visit her family in New Jersey, it's the same. We just yeah. seafood. Like, that's, it's seafood Crab boil clock, one day. Dude. Especially when I go down the beach. Like, come on, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Yeah, buddy. Oh. Now we're talking. Uh, last one, Jason tweets us and says, uh, Wes, you're absolutely right in terms of the tourist traps with Pats and Geno's. He says, best cheesesteak, John's Roast Pork. I live in Lancaster. It's two hours away, but I make the trip regularly. John's Roast, John's pork. roast pork is good. Okay, okay. It's in my, it's in my, it's in my top. You know what? It might be my top three. It's definitely in my top five. Oh, so it's in the conversation then. But I've said this on the show before, and I will repeat this. When we get the Eagles week, Uh I'll repeat this for those of you making the trip. I also might even have to work it into our song that week, all right? Woodrow's on South Street. Mm, Okay. I did the research. I lived in Philadelphia for nearly three years, all right? I had the waistline to show it. I did the research. (laughs) I had every (sighs) cheesesteak place in that city over two and a half years john's roast pork is great like i said it's number one for me is woodrow's number two is dallas sandro's and then john's roast pork is probably three but you know the thing about john's roast pork is that the roast pork sandwich there is so good too obviously so it's, it's a little difficult but that's huh. enough okay we'll okay, get okay, back, okay we'll get back to that when we travel across the turnpike to take on I almost said those rat birds, but they're not they're not the rat birds. They're just the birds. Yes. I got no beef with an eagle. You sure? An eagle ain't no raven. It's not out there. Yeah. It's an eagle. I mean an eagle eagle should be like prideful and then you know the raven is like it's a rat with wings. It's a rat bird. Exactly. Now we're talking. Thanks to everybody who tweeted us today. Uh, you guys know we appreciate the H E double hockey sticks at the end. We love uh we love the Twitter participation. It's always a lot of fun, particularly in the off season when we are, you know have a tendency to spend more time chasing the shiny silver objects and let Chris and Motsi fight for five minutes about the best pizza in Pittsburgh. We, we love it. Man, uh, listen. Thanks to our buddy Chris Carter. Uh, through the job change, through the COVID, 
Uh, still taking time for us. Make sure you're subscribing to the Locked On Steelers podcast whenever you're subscribing to the Steelers Blues because podcast. Because if you're not, then you're not a football junkie. As well, too. Simple. Because if not, you're not a football junkie. Thanks to Motsi, the best co-host in the business. Boo, boo. Who, me? We're back on Wednesday. It'll be a Motes host Wednesday. Well, hello there. That's always my favorite day of the week. I just... I'm Booby Miles. Only thing I got to do is just show up. Listen, you know it's going to be a splendid day, man. Plenty to talk about. A lot of Plenty, fun. Plenty, you know? Chico. So we'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll talk soon. Again, I mean, you know where to find Soon-ish. us. Soonish. Same time, same place. See, I can't say you knuckleheads there because then I'm totally ripping off of Michael Wilbon. Same time, same place. As always, it's Wednesday, high noon, on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. There it is.